pages for points might be a terrible game, but we got a good book to play it with. Pastor Jonathan Fisk and his new book, Echo, on the show. Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. So, uh, if you guys would put mega, the mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep up uh, preaching the word. Passes. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Making you question whether the gift of hearing is actually a gift. This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> And we, we are bringing in the heavy hitters today because we need all the help that we can get. And we're also bringing out some games from the archives. Uh, let's first introduce our guest as Pastor Jonathan Fisk, uh, curator of everything, including his latest book, Echo, Unbroken Truth, worth repeating again. Welcome, Pastor Fisk. Great to have you back. Yeah, I'm already regretting it. <laughs> I know. Uh, so... <laughs> That's great. Hey, look, you know, Table Talk Radio, the kingmakers of podcasts. You want to sell some of those books, you got to go through us, you know. That's I mean, right. Our listener. Our listener is really excited to hear about this. probably already going to buy the book, Echo, <laughs> without even having heard about it, just because it's coming on the show today. Yeah, hopefully that brought me back in the first place on Amazon with the Lutheran bestsellers, just over, you know, Prayer for Healing in Five Minutes, which is currently number one. Which, uh, <laughs> just, it just depresses the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. Congratulations, by the way, on getting this book out. This is no easy task. And writing one book is one thing because you're kind of excited, like, hey, I'm writing a book. And then second book, you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> you do it again. I, yeah. You know, it's, I, gotta, I climbed that mountain once already. Uh, it's fine. Just I have to look at the pictures. But write a second book. Yeah, that's was, great. God be praised. Someone told me. Uh, and I think this is pretty true, like, don't write a book unless you feel like you're going to die a useless life without having done it. Like, if, you, if this is like, I have to do this or I'm going to hate myself at my deathbed, don't do it. it. It is not a task for fun. It is a task for need. And uh, I think that's pretty true, really. Uh, sadly, I, I've discovered that I, I have to write or else I'm, I'm happy to spend every day. So, so it is what it is. I, I would write a book, but I actually don't have anything to say that hasn't already been said. But you have mastered that because you have titled the book Echo, Unbroken Truth, Worth Repeating. Again, uh, we're going to get into some buzzwords, but just give us a little primer of what the book is all about and, and what the reader can look forward to in, in picking this up. Yeah, the long and short is that if I, if I labeled it or titled it, Catechism, why you should read the catechism. <laughs> I just don't think you'd buy it. <laughs> and and uh, sadly, that's because we've somehow managed to trap our, our golden theology as, as biblical Christian Lutherans. We, we've managed to trap it in language that bores us. 
and I don't know why or how this happened. I, I, I'd lay it at the foot of TV if I can, but I think some of recapturing it, some of understanding it, you know, the only way you free the jargon from its jargonization is to describe its meaning, right? If you want to teach your child what a word means, you have to tell them another word that means the same thing. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Echo is not only the, what the word catechism means, uh, but it actually is the same word at the Greek root. Echo is sort of the way that that's built there. So the idea is to take the historic truths of Christianity that we call a catechism, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer, and come at them from the side, kind of a, an unseen gut check, saying, whoa, 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 what, what does this mean again? And in a way that hopefully, I mean, if, you, if you're going to buy the book now, you're going to know what it's doing, but if you pick it up off the shelf, Lillian, you, you wouldn't quite know what I was doing until somewhere near two-thirds of the way through it. And you're like, wait a minute, I know this stuff. Whoa, that's not fair. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that's the goal. Nice. Well, great stuff. Well, we're going to start with some buzzwords. And uh, Pastor Wolfman, do you have a buzzword uh, for the both of us? I do have a buzzword, but it's already been used so many times. My buzzword is catechism. And, and it comes from the Greek katecho, like echo. Hey, what about a book called Re-Echo? That's a sequel. Re-Echo, Unbroken Truths. Worth, worth being spoken again and again. <laughs> more. More be broken on speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Brian. You should do that. You should do that. That's a good idea. Man, I just thought of it. <laughs> All right. My and buzzword is catechism. catechism. Let's see if that comes up. <laughs> that's right. Just go, just go back and, hey, Ten Commandments, Creed. Yeah, yeah. We've been saying and, that and for a long I, time. Do I get points? Because I just said it, and you didn't even call me on it. <laughs> You have 5,000 points for using the buzzword nice. before you even knew it was the buzzword. Well, then, um, Jonathan Fisk. And then you would get buzzword, or you would get points too, Pastor Wolfner, because you also said my buzzword, which is the word creed. Uh, this is oh, from man. the Latin word credo, uh, meaning I believe. And it's always great when people are going, hey, I don't, I don't think we need creeds. We have no creed but the Bible, and that's my creed. Okay, buddy. So anyway, creed is your theological buzzword. Dang, I got 5,000 points for that? So it's Pastor Fisk and Pastor Wolfman, they're tied for 5,000. All right, Man, Pastor Fisk, you quick. got a buzzword for us? Big heat. Yeah, it's a buzz phrase. It's two words. You can hyphen it if it makes you feel better. It's aionic replenishing. <laughs> uh, that was, <laughs> uh, and it's actually, it's out of the book. It's out of Echo. It is a way of trying to rethink or just reimagine what it means that I look for the life of the world to come, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, that the entire aeon that we live in is going to end and then be reborn, replenished anew from the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. And that is the hope of our Christian life, the aeonic replenishing. Did not jargon yet, but it will be so Didn't I use that in the open? I could have sworn that I had used that word already. Anyway. <laughs> That's one of my favorite bands, aeonic replenishing. Hey, before, Evan, oh, before we jump too deep into the game here, uh, which is going to be miserable, so while we're still having fun, one of the things that I know that Pastor Fisk is particularly interested in with this book is that it's that this book is a suitable way basically to get the doctrine of the catechism uh, outside of the fence of the Lutheran Church. You, you know this thing. So it's so people who have not who who have not settled into a church that preaches law and gospel. This is a way to to teach them the stuff without without turning them off. It's it gives it to them in new language. Uh, and so as our listeners are thinking about that and thinking about the the friends and family that they have that are not. Um, that are not Lutheran, that haven't been uh, catechized yet, this would be a great uh, thing to put into their hands, into their ears, and into their hearts 
And and even more than that, I, I would like to invite, I've been thinking about this too, invite our listeners to think along with me on if there's ways to get Pastor Fisk out there, you know, if you've, if you've got connections with people who have got the Calvinist podcasts or, you know, the, these sorts of things where the, com- the theological conversation is happening outside of the Lutheran fence, if we can get Pastor Fisk into that conversation, that would be great. So as you're thinking about that, let me know if, if you know of opportunities or think of anything or let Evan know or let Pastor Fisk know about that, too. So we can try to, you know, we can try to sow the seed of this book uh, beyond the pastures of the Lutheran Church. Probably the best way to do that is to, to grab a copy or two, put it on your shelf, and then when you're in conversation with someone, say, hey, read this book. It's uh, really good. That might be the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the idea, if I can hop in on this, right, the idea is that it's a way to pollinate other Christians with Lutheran theology uh, without having them have to become Lutherans first to get it. So it's not that we don't want them to come to the, the real terminology that we use and to understand it, but we don't want that terminology to become a barrier mm. to our evangelization of them. And, and that goes not only for other Christians, I mean, that, that goes for non-Christians as well. The book certainly doesn't pretend to, like, say, well, it's not a Christian book. It's not that. It's very straightforward. This is a Christian book, but it does claim, at least very early on as we look at the Ten Commandments, this explains life. This explains who we are and, and our, our our existential reality, you know, our existence. Uh, so uh, to take it not as a, as a replacement for our jargon, which is not all bad, but as a way to not let that jargon get lost in translation when we're talking to those who have not yet tasted the goodness that is, well, I, I was going to say Christianity, but I should say taste of the goodness that is people right? So, so we just have uh, about a minute and a half for our break. So let me ask you a follow-up question to that, and then we'll get into the game after the break. Um, I'm interested in this, that that the vocab can become a barrier. And I was wondering why that is. Is it because the words are inaccessible, or is it that it's a turnoff for people or something that makes them turn away from the, the, the teaching they're in? That's good. It's probably some mixture of that. I, I would imagine that there are people who just subconsciously refuse to learn the word justification because they don't want to wrestle with what it implies for their identity. At the same time, my, my, my bigger answer, I guess, or my more neutral answer, is that languages decay. They just do. We've seen this throughout history. English is not what it was 300 years ago, and that isn't what it was 800 years ago, and it was even older than that. And It was really weird back then. So the words eventually decay. They fall out of use, uh, at least in, in the way that we expect them to be used. And so every so often... We just have to translate, right? We have to update things. Uh, then you also have things coming over from the German into English, and this was being done at a time right before a massive decay hit us in the you know the age of the internet. And so we've got all these words like divine service, right? Which it doesn't even really translate well what the Germans trying to say, and it's again lost in translation. So I think it's sort of the Babylonian, not Babylon, the Babylon curse. I also believe though that the Pentecost promise is that we can speak through these tongues. It doesn't mean wag it and say whatever. It, it means you can say it again in a different language and with a different set of words, and it's still the same truth. And so we we need to be able to talk to those in the language they're listening in. And it doesn't mean your heart language isn't about emotions. They that garbage, right? Not that emotions are garbage, right? But we're not trying to get into heart language. We're trying to get into actual language. Like, we've got to use words people understand. All right, we need to take a break right there. And when we come back, we're going to be playing pages for points for some reason. I don't know about this. That's great. <laughs> this, it went so well the first time we played it. 
seven years ago. <laughs> that we got to try it again, this time. Yeah, with, that's right. With someone else. <laughs> so we'll be back with uh, John Fisk, favorite. author of the book Echo, Unbroken Truth, that uh, uh, is worth repeating again and again and again. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Side. Again and again and again. And again and again and again and again and again. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor, about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway... If you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there. <laughs> All right, we're back. Table Talk Radio. And this game, which bombed last time, has come back. What are back. you talking about, bombed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pages for points. This is a, th- we were trying to think of a game to highlight Pastor Fisk. Wait, what was that? I missed that. As opposed to all the games that are such winners, the, the great. You yeah. Know, they, they are landslides. Yeah. They get picked up everywhere. Everybody is Hall of Fame. I know. I know. This isn't one <laughs> of those. <laughs> always, what does it say? Always never imitated, never even duplicated or something what, like what that. Is yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Now, yeah, the, we were trying to think of a game to highlight Pastor Fisk's book. And we thought that the best game, we invented a new game, which was going to be, is this from my book or not, where we would read an excerpt either from his book or not from his book, and he'd try to guess if he wrote those words. That would be pretty funny. The, the, reason, the trouble being... The reason I thought of that was I, because I think when we were talking about your book, I kept reading things. You're like, that's really good. Who wrote that? <laughs> it's from your my book. Editor, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I was smart back then in those days when I wrote that book. But then uh, I forgot my copy, and Evan doesn't have a copy yet. <laughs> Shame. It's in the mail, I think. Shame. So anyway, we had to go back to the grooveyard of forgotten favorites for the game Pages for Points, which longtime Table Talk Radio's listeners, which I don't know if those exist, would remember. They're, al- they're also in the graveyard. We pick a page. And then you read from that page, and then you try to guess what part of the book or what the thing is talking about. We used to play this with Peeper, and you'd have to guess what kind of, what Loki, what Loci of, of dogmatics he was talking about. So we're going to, so to play that with Pastor Fist's new book, Echo, Unbroken Truths, it should be repeated again and again and again. We're going to, he's got to tell us the outline, basically the outline of his book. And then we can go back and forth with, is that how that's going to work? I think that's how that's I think that's how it's going to work. So here, here's the thing. Your, your low keys that you can choose from are these. You can choose any one of the Ten Commandments. You can choose any one of the petitions of the Lord's Prayer and or the introduction, right? So that's not a petition, but the Our Father. That's also a, a low key. And then you have the, um, the the second article and the third article of the Creed, but not the first. And I won't go into why that is, but uh, you got to pick the second or the third. But you, you can't just pick the second or the third article. You have to pick, like, the line, right? So, born of the Virgin Mary, or forgiveness of sins, right? you gotta go. You got to go in that direction. Ooh. Make sense? Yeah, this is going to be good. 
Yeah, it's going to be very good. Okay, I want to go first. How many pages are in this book? Am I supposed to tell you that? I was thinking that you should have to guess, and if you go over the number of pages, you lose points. Ooh, I like that. What? Why is that? Because you know how many pages are in it? Because you're from figuring out where things are in the book. That and... And at the end, you can like figure out what's going on. So if you have to guess, you can you got to start early and creep your way toward the back, and then yeah. And if you if oh, you get if you get that many points, you would never pick like two or seven. You'd always be picking two hundred and thirty-five. Right. Dang. Well, this too. is a this. There's so this is so complicated. Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to pick uh, eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Page eighteen. I'm just supposed to pick any paragraph here. Yeah, yeah, or your favorite. Hmm. This average everyday spiritual war happens all day long inside every single human life on this planet. Nobody is special. We all wake up with the same needs. Whether you wash your face, drink your coffee, or eat leftover cold pizza, you spend every moment doing whatever it is you believe you need to do in order to take the world you've been given and make it the place you would rather have it be. Ooh. Ooh. Good luck. Mm. So that's yeah, that's kind of nice. So what do you? In fact, so say a little bit more, Pastor Fisk, about what, what you're going. To, I, I should probably, as a good radio host, ask you a question about it. It seems like you're getting at the idea, fighting against the self-esteem culture. I am somebody special, and saying, "Look, hey, uh, no, in fact, you're not. You're just like everybody else." Uh, There's some of that, but this is going to give away your answer. But it is also getting at the idea that every day you wake up and you see a world that's a certain way, and no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you spend most of your day trying to change it to be more like what you want it to be. You don't accept what it is. You want to change it. That's kind of the idea. I I think this has to do with the first commandment, which is you shall have no other gods, and that's one of the ways that we are idolaters as we act like God ourselves. So my final answer is, what is the first commandment? Yeah, ding, ding, ding. I mean, that, I think that was a pretty easy one. Page 18, and come on. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. First <laughs> commandment, you guys. I have, I have, I just have gotten myself 18 fairly meaningless points, but they are 18 points nonetheless. All right, all right, I, I, I can play this. Uh, let's do page number 53. Page 53, rolling out some big guns. That's right. Ooh, ooh, this is fun. Oh, oh, this, this is lots of fun. There is an old proverb that says, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But this is simply a lie. If it were true, then God, who has all authority in heaven and earth, would become corrupted. It is not power that is evil, it is us. It is never power that corrupts a man, but a man who corrupts the power. The power is it. The power itself is immeasurably good. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. Um, I want to keep. Could you just read? Why don't we spend the rest of the segment having Pastor Fisk read? We just turn this into an audio. Go buy book. my book. <laughs> Go buy my book. You can do this, Evan. You can do this. Uh, you're, I, you're enough. Of I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is going to be coming from the uh, fourth commandment. Yeah, that's a good call. Wow, we yes. gave it away. Right, but but I think you're making a great point there that that um, that we confuse this idea that authority is the same thing as this power, and this power is something that is uh, corrupting uh, mankind. But it has the other way around that corrupt mankind is what uh, 
uh, takes advantage of or abuses authority or power, right? Yep, yep, that's it. And, and that all power is associated in the design God has made the world to be in, the core of which, or the first of which, is father and mother over child, and all other authorities flow from that. And so when we reject authority, we're rejecting creation itself. That's at least the idea. Sweet, 53 points to heaven. Yeah, I'm working my way up to your 50,000 so or whatever you have. Just to check the scoreboard, we got uh, Evan with 53, Pastor Fisk with 5,000, and I have 5,018. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 77. 77. Coming right up. Oh, this one's got lots of pictures on it. There's pictures all throughout this book to help. I like those pictures, by the way. Hey, I, was, I thought that you probably got the picture idea from from watching grappling with the text is that that's probably true right pastor Fisk? uh no i was drawing stick figures uh for the catechism you know five six years ago and uh then we just upgraded the figures actually the, the, the real thing i came from the pictures the drawing style comes from the end of tangled the credits to tangled if you watch it they've got these little cartoons running around so I said, can we do something like this and then they did a pretty good job cool all right here we go page 77 it is this reversal of priorities that is the real root of the war against marriage. We are all too comfortable in a culture built on placing a higher value on me than on us. Loud voices raise fears of how bad things may become, but few decry the path that brought us here. It is not just homosexuality. It is not just divorce. It is everything that we no longer teach our children about something. <laughs> you can get this one, Brian. It's so easy. It's a, it's a punt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, it's, uh, this has got to be the sixth commandment. You should not commit adultery. The God's gift of marriage and family. There. Yeah, absolutely. What? Oh, so let me say, and, what is the sixth commandment? It's not jeopardy. The sixth commandment was probably the hardest chapter to write because in all the other chapters, I really am trying to get to the core of the meaning, and then in this one, like I had to spend all this time dealing with how we're fighting about it now, which isn't really the core of the meaning. It's like we're way off on this tangent, right, is you can't ignore the elephant in the room, but there's something more to this than just, you know, homosexuals are bad, which is sort of the way that it gets portrayed in the culture. So I, I was a really challenging chapter. It's pretty long, too. What did anyway, you put as the so core there? I, you, you started, <clears throat> you, you, hinted, you hinted at it. What's the core of the, of the issue that we, that we can't ever imagine two becoming one? I mean, we, we, we yeah, build up walls around ourselves? There, yeah. I think the core of the issue is that two becoming one isn't referring to just sexual union, as in in the moment of coitus, we're now kind of linked for a moment. It's the fact that out of that moment, there is a new one who is born. And it is in this rejection of procreation as, as a good, as the, as the source of all community, all family, all tribe, all existence together comes from procreation. That's what we've really lost. That's what we don't believe anymore. So that, you know, on the same page, and I couldn't really read this to you, there's, there's a picture of a girl. She might dream longingly of a boy with her, a boy and a girl, but she's not going to dream as much about a boy and a girl and a baby. Or that a boy and a girl doesn't equal, in our minds, a boy and a girl and a baby, at least until the boy's got a house and a car and some cash to make life really worth living, right? We, we've, we've really inverted legacy, and we've taken the idea of legacy away from family, and make legacy about my present experience of the material realm, that kind of thing. Wow, good stuff. Well, hey, we need to take a break real quick, and then when we get back, uh, I'll be dominating in a page for points, 
and uh, be cashing in. Oh, I'm thinking of high numbers. Uh, some. Oh yeah, this is this is. I'm thinking Three I'm gonna, digits. I'm going to be going towards uh, towards the creed, something like that. So, all right, we're going to be taking a quick break. Oh, oh, we'll oh back. I caught it! I caught it! He said it. Oh, <laughs> I get points for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give uh, Pastor Fist some, you, some points during the break. You can't sneak any Alex replenishing past me. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. All right, we need to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Pastor Fisk, author of Echo. Unbroken Truth, worth repeating again. And we'll be back again after this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't forget to send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, or you can uh, call us 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Never imitated, never duplicated. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. Finish it. How many more segments are there? It's gotta end soon. <laughs> of all the bad bumps, this one might be the worst. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> John Fisk on the line. That song, it's only like 22 seconds long, and it makes me want to fall asleep. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's like the introduction to a dream sequence. If you think Maybe that's what this If you think that's segment. bad, you should listen to the show. <laughs> it's like that really bad bump is over, and now it's really bad talking. Yeah, yep, that's how it works. I, we should call the third segment our dream segment. A dream segment. You got that? Yep. Dream into the dream part of the dream. Gotta have a liner. If you think our music is bad, you should listen to the show. That, that works. <laughs> uh, you just did that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. We, we're writing it down. Sing it. All right. We're playing page for points. If you don't remember that game for some reason. Hey, I'm by the way, and I'm insulted by what Pastor Fist said. There are guests allowed to insult the show. Uh, That's yeah. like someone insulting your mom. No. Or. Or have you already made plans to replace me with Pastor Fisk? Well, you're on to me. He's already basically co-hosting. There, there, there is no replacing you, Brian. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> could possibly be as mediocre. Evan <laughs> did it one time with a computer game. How do how do you remember that? There was like a oh, whole yeah. segment that he did by just putting in random like a quote generator that I wasn't even there and nobody <laughs> even knew that I wasn't. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember I, that? I you think, you, like every time like he, electronically every time added me to the you, show. <laughs> every time he throws it to you, like it, it cuts to a screen of uh, Galaga or some like little you know space invaders. He <laughs> <laughs> goes back to talking again. Anyhow, Evan wants to win this thing, yep. and I, I'm I'm thinking your five thousand points don't count. So currently, what do you got? Seventy-seven and eighteen, and he's got. Now he's making up rules. <laughs> all right, I am right. making up rules. All right, so you need I'm, to lose more. You get used to losing in your life. I'm going to go for page <laughs> uh, two thousand and no, just kidding. Um, page one forty-three. All right, getting getting frisky here. One forty-three. Didn't you go? Oh no, no, I went last with page. No, just stop trying to cheat. No, no. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, man, this is, uh, 
a little bit more oh, challenging. Man, this is tough. I don't, I don't want to hurt you too much here, Evan. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, maybe this, this, this paragraph's a little nicer. Oh, yeah. Jesus actively chose to be subjected more. He subjected himself to a life of suffering as a prerequisite for the final subjection by which he saved the world. He was born with our sorrows and stricken with our torments so that he could receive the finishing smite that would put an end to it all. Wow, that's cool. Um, okay, so uh, I, if I remember right, the rules are when if we go to the creed, we got to kind of pick the line, right? Not just yeah, okay, yeah. And you got kind of two choices here, and only one's correct. Ooh, um, uh, okay. So of of the second article of the creed, I'm gonna go with. Uh, was crucified, died, and was buried. Oh, that's close. But you're off. And actually, it, it, oh, you're off. It's you suffered under Pontius Pilate. Oh, that was, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, all about, it's all about how, when we talk about the things that Jesus did, we talk about crucified, we talk about risen, right? right. I started talking about coming again. Brian finally shamed me into talking about the ascension, and he's right. So there's, you know, there's those. But then there's this other one that we missed. So we got the born. That's kind of important. But then between born and died, you got the suffering, mm. right? He suffered. That that's an active work Jesus did for us. That is the gospel. It was more important to put into the creed by the ancient church than a whole lot of other stuff that they could have, you know, healing the blind, right? You didn't mm. say any of that. It's a suffer. And so seeing the gospel and the suffering of Jesus is a, a big part of the elements of the gospel. And uh, yeah. Page 143. So you, you don't lose points. You just don't get them, right? Right, right, right. That's what it is. Oh, that's the rule? <laughs> Who yes, that is the rule. Okay. <laughs> clearly, if you remember playing this last time, that's clearly how it, how it was done. All right, Pastor Wolfman, you get, you get a shot at this again. Well, what, do I, I, what about one page 144? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. That's, a, that's a real cheater thing to do. I'm going to say... Huh, huh, let's see. I'm going to say 171. 171. Ah, this is kind of good stuff here. Um, Come on, text messages. If he does say so himself. Christianity is the heading here. The problem with Christianity. Christianity has few benefits. There's nothing quite so liberating as a clean conscience. The ability to distinguish right from wrong on the basis of the Ten Commandments is the thing real wisdom is made from. But ultimately, these are not the kind of benefits most people are looking for in a religion. When modern people go shopping for spirituality, they don't stop at the stores to sell answers that will come only once the world ends or you die. People are after something with more curb appeal. They're after a religion, or three, that can help them deliver the goods today. Modern spiritual consumers want what they believe they need whenever they need it most, which means right now. Hmm. That was hard. I think, okay, I think we're in the third article of the Creed, which is, um, which is the Holy Spirit article, the story of the works of the Holy Spirit there that unfold. I think this is probably the Holy Christian Church, yeah, which would be what I believe the Holy Spirit, it. the Holy Christian Church, so that you would be the second problem. line you of the third article. Book. Yeah, he's just. You I do it. not. <laughs> no, I don't. I, That's pretty good. To pull that I'm out just of that. really good at this game, pages for points, which is probably why Evan never wanted to play it again. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I, I bet you if you go back, I really whooped him. Probably. Yeah, probably. the Holy Christian Church the Holy Christian was the Christian assembling Church. of believers. 
the first result of the gospel, page 171. That's a lot of points, man. Hey, I, Frisk, I'm, I'm oh, interested man. in this uh, this phrase you use, uh, modern spiritual consumers. Would you talk about that? Yeah, well, you can't help but be a part of the culture you live in in a lot of ways. And so as capitalists, we pretty much consume everything. It's made uh, consuming consumption into a pastime. And it's, of course, going to hit our religion then. And so as late modern, postmodern people living in this 21st century with all the Internet, the language change, and the meaninglessness and all that, we're also trying to buy what is built into us, which is the need for religion, the need for God, the need for spirituality. And as a result, we tend to treat it like like we're shopping. You've heard the phrase church shopping. Mm -hmm. So same kind of idea. And that what's driving our consumption at the moment, the thing that capitalizes on this, is probably not going to be, you know, abstain from a lot of stuff now, and when you're dead, it'll get better. Like, that's just not much of a sales pitch. It's kind of tough to raise the price on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to take another crack at it. Um, let's do uh, page 215. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. All right. Uh Man, this is tough. Ha ha! You keep picking hard ones. Oh, like okay. I, I like I'm the gonna challenge. Give you a lot. I'm gonna give you one paragraph to give you the most chance you can get here. All right. This is this is the <laughs> Whose line. Whose team are you dead. on? I don't think he's gonna get it. So uh, this is the lion's den. This is where the devil prowls about Christianity, looking for some words of God to devour in order that he might replace them with his own. This is where it gets where he gets to dress up as an angel of light and pretend he is only here to help us be more like God. This is where the thorns can get some juice to grow on. This is where at last we can move past the cross and onto what really matters to the old man. This is where you will be tempted to believe that you can do something. This is the chance to take all that Christianity has given and make it about me again. But all the powerful, life-altering, never-the-same-again spirituality of Christianity does not fill you more and more full of things you can do. Instead, the more it sets you apart from the world, the more it presses you presses on you the jarring, slicing knowledge of how much more you need to have it done for you. That's the whole page. Man. Whoa! All right. Um, well, I'm leaning towards the Lord's a good prayer, page. and um, maybe the six or seven. I would ask petition. a question and get him to explain himself a little more, and then he could throw you a little bone. I'm not That's a cheater happened, like you. All right. Um, I know. It is the thing that Brian's like, I would cheat. He just told us that. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it out loud. I would cheat. All right. I'm, I'm just going to guess. I'm, I'm going to guess the, are, the sixth petition. Cheating would be changing the rules in the middle of the game. Is there a rule against <laughs> asking for more for the author? That is, by the way, what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to hear from Pastor Fisk about his new book. You guys How are so can a game that has rules that we make up have, like, rules that change. I don't get that. Like, we're making it up as we go. It's a completely made a game. And you're, like, complaining about how we're making the rules up? I, I don't understand. I'm not complaining. Just keep cheating. Be proud of it. So, yeah. Okay, you uh, said sixth petition. Sixth petition. And the answer is, is wrong. It's actually the introduction to the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in Heaven. Sadly, you picked the first page of the chapter, so it's the introduction to the chapter that you got. And it's setting up how Sanctification, the life of faith, which the Lord's Prayer teaches us about, is something that we tend to want to think is about us. We want to think it's just about good works. And the Lord's Prayer, while it certainly does pray for good works, it prays for a lot more than just that. 
And so this idea that we would move on past the cross uh, is something that having God as our Father, and ultimately as our holiness, teaches us we never can do. So I, it, it's tough to get that out of that little segment. Of All right. Well, sad swing, for you. swing and a miss. Why don't you take one more break, and then when we get back, one more segment playing this game, page for points, and then finally... Pastor Fisk can get on with his day. But you need to check out this book. It is fantastic. Amazon.com, Echo, Unbroken Truth, worth repeating again by Jonathan Fisk. Check it out at Amazon or wherever your favorite books are sold. And we'll be We're right- going to be watching the ranking on Amazon to see the Table Talk Radio bump. Yeah, it just sales just skyrocket after this is released, I'm sure. <laughs> we want to who don't hear from you uh, toll free number is 1-800-385-SOLA 1-800-385-7652 you can send us an email questions at tabletalkradio.org I think we have a Facebook uh, group I don't oh, know oh yeah is that still it's a the thing? best alright well you oh, can yeah. do that if that's your thing we'll be right back what would Facebook be like in the aeonic replenishment Table Talk Radio, where the voice crying in the wilderness is the listener. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. (laughs) Bump music. At least it's a little more lively than that other one. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever happened to the "Ain't No Sunshine" bumps? Uh, Those were the good old days. The sunshine, the sun started complaining. We, we, tra- <laughs> we wanted to do it because we were wanted to go royalty free. So number one, we didn't get our butt sued, and then number two, we could go Facebook Live on YouTube and everything. And but we just never went live. What is the problem with us? You want to do it? I, do you think who in the world wants to see our faces? I, I, I don't even think our wives would watch that. Well, we got Fisk. You know, we could put a big <laughs> picture of Fisk right in the middle. That's He's right. got that kind of <laughs> whatever we have scruffy, Fisk on. Then we'll do a Facebook live. Scruffy goatee kind of thing that he's got. <laughs> Apparently, somebody likes that style. It's a style thing. Dude, two hundred points for daring Whoa. to wear the goatee, Pastor Fisk. I'm going to give it to you right here. Yeah, the guy wants to come on talking about his book Echo, and then you're making fun of the guy. That's rude. They put a picture of his face on the book. Is that true? <laughs> that is a true thing, isn't it? That making your it face a, a whole thing. part of the conversation, and they didn't even make you shave. Yeah. Did they try? How did your goatee pass doctrinal <laughs> review, Pastor Fisk? That is a good question. That is a good question. Well, the standard is like Walther, so it was fine. (laughs) The second ugliest theologian (laughs) to live. Nobody can compete. Amazon bestsellers under Lutheran Christianity, and you know, Echo's kind of fallen, fallen down past twenty. It was up there for a bit, but the the financial prayer miracles, number one, that's great. Healing the sick in five minutes, number two. Simple rate of prayer by Martin Luther, uh, up there as a 289 Kindle edition, number three. That's kind of nice. But then followed shortly after That's by good. Praise Warfare. Mm. Praise Warfare. Oh, goodness gracious. Praise Warfare? Know. We How are these Lutheran Christianity books? We need to... And they're all by the same so guy. So, dear Table Talk like Radio listeners, we, we, are against, we are against spiritual crusades, but we are not against the crusade of trying to help Echo beat out how to heal people in five minutes on the Amazon chart. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go away. Francis Schumann, whoever this guy is, he's got a bunch of them. And the like 
they're almost free. They are free if you have like that Kindle reader thing or whatever that you sign up for. So it ain't fair. It's not a fair fight. It's like it's like dealing with Brian when he makes fun of your face on his radio show. <laughs> now, what are you gonna do? Make fun of I his think your face is fine. Brown wrapped collar that he wore forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice! Yeah, I like what this. I'm talking about. Oh yeah! <laughs> I, uh, I gotta send you a razor for Christmas. <laughs> All right, kids, uh, let's get on with the game. Uh, we're playing page for points. Pastor Wilson, I think it's your turn. I uh, was not what? able to identify the introduction to the chapter last time, so that was tricky. Now your turn. It is a genius thing, though. I mean, I just want to point out that uh, that. To take up the to take up the topic of sanctification and bind it up to the doctrine to the teaching of the Lord's Prayer is just exactly perfect. I mean, it's what Luther does in the Large Catechism, what Pastor Fisk has done there. It was tricky for pages for points, but it's, I mean, as far as a theological insight goes, that is just top notch. Okay, so you're you were on page two fifteen. Um, I want to. This is a risk. I mean, I know it's going to be in the. So I want to go back because I want to pick up a little. Well, I don't know. This is. A, I want to talk a little bit more about the third article. So I want to go back between where we were last time. I'm going to say 192. 192. It's going to put me. That's going to put me somewhere. I know in the in the five uh, parts of the third article. Let's see what's over there. Right on. So, uh, 192. Getting divorced from sin is no picnic. Forgiveness is not an idea. God's words are actions, and his I forgive you is a living sword. It divides you from your thorns as the singular act of saving grace that Christianity exists in order to achieve. But it hurts. A fiery blade of soul-restoring truth is jammed through your ear and into your brain. When God divorces you from your knee... Your me feels it. Hmm. That's nice. That's picking up on the fact that the, the Greek word for forgive, me, right, is the same word for loose, unbind, or divorce. It's an un. It's an uncoupling. Right. It's a tearing apart. It's a rendering. And I think I think that's a that's a real Fiskian way to get after the um, <laughs> the forgiveness of sins. So I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. I think that's the thing you're talking about there. Yeah, you're right. The third result of the gospel, which our third article of the creed confesses, or uh, the third article of the creed is the five results of the gospel, the things the gospel does to us. That third of those results is that we are divorced from evil. That is, our sins are forgiven. Same thing. Points for Brian. Wow. That's All right. Great. I, I got to do some catching up here. So let's do, um, I'm going to take a risk here, getting close to the end, perhaps. Um, let's do page 281. Yeah, you're still in the book. It's a, it's a long book. 281. That's a lot of pages. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Let's see what we're a part of. I gotta know where we are. Oh. Okay, here we go. Hmm. Me needs to be killed. So Jesus says to you, I have crucified your me. It is finished. I've divorced you from evil. It is done. I promise. Immediately, me cries out, but I'm still here. Because me can't believe it. Me won't believe it. Me will not board this ship. Yet, you are aboard that ship. You are a Christian. You hear Jesus' words. There is no denying them. 
You therefore believe the impossible. You trust what is not seen or felt, but only spoken by him, that he has become your sin for you. Even the sinfulness you still carry with you, even the sins you have not committed, but most surely will before the end, he took it all, your whole life, up to his last breath, down with him into the grave, all in order to bury your me there, but not leave you there. To three days later, walk out carrying your new life with him in the stars of his hands, baptized into his death. This is not an easy thing to believe. No lip service to the gospel lives here. This is a matter of heroic weakness. It is a gift of supernatural humiliation. Wow. Uh, that's good stuff. So uh, That's, that's I, really I, close to what was read before. Kind of. Um, so I, I have a follow-up question, but I'll save it till after my guess because I'm not a cheater. Ah. Um, but uh, let me first guess that this comes under the category of the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, very close. Very close. It's actually the sixth oh. petition. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, right? So, oh. What is going on? They're, they're is really rigged? tied to each other, right? Is this rigged? So forgive us our trespasses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Lead us not into temptation. They're they're kind of two pod, pod, two peas in the same pod. For me to to want to be forgiven and to live the life forgiven, forgiving you, means I begin to also no longer want to hurt you, and that means I want to stop doing evil. And so I would ask for uh, temptation to be gone. Right. Uh, so sadly, sadly, you, That's what, you uh, once oh. again just had bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. Well, I I will I will. Start saying what Pastor Wolfner was saying. It's it's not about winning. It's about participating and uh, having a good conversation in the process. Everybody gets a trophy. All of that. Yeah, that's right. Now I do. I, I am interested in this though because uh, you started out this show talking about this desire to kind of um, uh, have have this theological conversation without falling into the. Uh, words that we're so used to using and bringing a, a fresh perspective with a new set of vocabulary. And I noticed this a language of this me and you. And um, would you talk about how this, uh, I mean, you said that the, the me can't believe it, the me doesn't even want it, but but uh, Jesus buries this me but does not leave you there. Could you explain that a little bit? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's something that builds throughout the book as a, a sort of a character development, that, that me is my sinful nature. Me is, the, I literally call it the old man, right? That I am born of Adam, a human being, full person, spirit and body, and I, I'm, un, I'm unredeemable in that regard. And that when, when Christ redeems us, when he buys us, he does so by killing that person, that sinful person, and raising a new person, a new man, who is righteous with his own righteousness. And then we're in this marvelously bizarre paradox, if I can use that word, of having two natures then. The one inherited from Adam and the one that Jesus gives us. So that our, our awakened experience, the fact that I am Jonathan and I'm sitting here, is both of those people. It's, it's the selfish me, right, that makes me the object. And then it is the one that God says, I forgive you, too. And while me, the sinful condition, never believes it, I also experience being the you who does. And until, until death, those things are linked together. Adam's around our neck, right? Uh, and yet we believe that he has no power over us and is already dead in the cross of Jesus. So that kind of idea and wrestling with that, we, we call the symbol uses epicotter, right? Simultaneously saint and sinner. Uh, trying to take that idea and, again, de-jargonize it, just uh, 
reckon with what it means as a spiritual practice. It, in, in our day right now, there's people arguing about how the symbol used to is a, a, an attack against the law, a sense of elements. But what? If you actually believe that you are both saints and sinners, you're in a spiritual war every moment of your day, right? Uh, it's anything but uh, lawlessness. So that idea, and really trying to emphasize the value of that spiritual habit, spiritual life, spiritual practice, devotion, I don't know what else to call it without getting too weedy, no. but... Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, that's going to take us to the end of the show. We've been talking with Jonathan Fisk. What? Check out the book. You were stalling, so I wouldn't get Echo, another chance. Unbroken Truth, worth repeating again. Pastor Fisk, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, thanks. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Hey, I think the creed is still going to be my favorite part of the catechism, even in the aeonic replenishing. <laughs> Thanks I for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table uh, Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org. Long live Captain Poopin.